Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne and Adam. Of course Rick Berman wrote an episode where a woman turns invisible. This is an awesome episode of Legends of the Hidden Temple. I was... <laughs> that's hilarious. I exactly said the same thing. I was like, we open on a very nice set. Very Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> I was like, it what? It's so bad. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's really bad. Just oof, 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 oof. And yeah. They did a pretty good job on the special effects during the weather in this scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The practical and special effect, you know, the, the, the mix of those two. They did a yeah. pretty good job with that. Uh, but, oh, my God, this set oof. is just... Anyway... Um... <laughs> Here's what I love about it, like 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 the way it opens up, and it's like this kind of frame doorway thing, and the yeah. camera sort of goes towards it and into it, and yeah, I mean, if you don't bust out laughing instantly, oh, like exactly, <laughs> it is bad, and and somehow Hoshi is unable to read any of these pictographic carvings. Well, no shit. Well, I would be very surprised if she had like, oh, oh, this means this and that, and I'm like, you would have to know their culture. And they're, you know, all of this before you could just read something. You ever see any of the hieroglyphs of like uh, the ancient, what's now South America, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All that, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. e- Egyptian as well. All of that a whole lot harder to read than mm-hmm. the few pictures that we get here. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like <laughs> Florida man's like, well, there's two people looking at a tall guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like tall people. I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. <laughs> It's at least giving it a shot. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The first thing on that you see, if you're kind of looking at details, yeah. in the first shot, as it goes a little bit closer to the archway, is on the left side of it, there is a very clear, very well-defined, fresh hieroglyph. I saw that, too. <laughs> I was like, and oh, And it's outside on nice. this planet where they have wild storms all the time, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it looks better preserved than the ones on the inside uh-huh. that they're looking at. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it makes no yeah. sense at all. I love that. <laughs> Another thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense is Trip is using basically a 1990s digital camera. Yes. And Hoshi is holding this enormous flash thing to assist him in taking pictures. Really? <laughs> like, hey, look, isn't this camera great? You don't even have to go to the Walgreens to get it developed no more. Right. <laughs> you can plug it into your computer. <laughs> I just don't I don't understand how they were like, yeah, cameras are going to be exactly like they are now. Really? It really was just a straight up contemporary camera yeah. at the time. Oh, awesome. Doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, okay. So, yeah, and they're talking about how there's no bioscience on the entire planet despite the fact that it's like a richly diverse biosphere mm-hmm. they're not talking about evidently bioscience means nothing about plants nope life don't talk to me about life ahab calls down and trip is telling him about all the amazing chambers of ruins which honestly when you look at the the set the very um badly done set it looks like it's just probably caves yeah I don't understand this chambers of ruins. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look like that. But whatever. Um, yeah. 
Ahab's like, you need to come back to Enterprise ASAP. Trip's like, okie dokie, and they sign off. And at the Situation Nook, T'Pol tells Ahab that there's another storm heading right for the away team. And this storm has more intense discharges. Gross. Um, they are diomagnetic storms saturated with polaric energy. <laughs> Bullshit. <coughs> Cough. Oh, excuse me. I don't know how many times when I check my weather app, it's like, beware, diomagnetic storms with <laughs> polaric Polaric blorf. energy. <laughs> what? What the fuck does that supposed to... Polaric? You mean like of the poles? Of both poles, because it's diomagnetic. What was it? Diomagnetic. God, that's fun. Holy shit. (laughs) I love it. Anyway. I would love to see a Star Trek script uh, before they add in all the techno babble, because I feel like that's probably something that they just do later. Like, there's a little note that's just like... They have to get yeah, out because uh, the storm is is a problem. Techno battle, super dangerous. Whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on, <laughs> and then they go back in and sort of when they when they punch it up and uh-huh. and, and get it ready before the table read. They're like, I do not doubt it at all. Yeah. They're like, yeah. So it needs uh, four flibbity gibbets of narhasamine. <laughs> Sure. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intentions? They go back up to the ship, and they're at the situation nook, and all of a sudden Reed's there. It's like he's not there in one shot where they're showing the whole room, and then the at, then the next shot, the pam- camera pans up, and he's just there. Awfully nice. <laughs> Was that bad editing, or I just don't understand. It, it's awkward. I sensed a tactical situation and dropped in from my hiding perch upon the ceiling, sir. <laughs> Trip and Hoshi down on the planet, they can totally see these huge storms. And, uh, you know, back and forth with the back and forth dialogue, they can't fly the shuttle up. And Hoshi's like, can we hide in the ruins? And Ahab's like, look, it's going to fuck up the shuttle. It's going to do worse to your nervous system. And I'm like, the polaric bursts are going to harm her nervous system. Hey, you don't want to get diamagnetized. Exactly, it's, by the by polaric bursts. Uh, yeah. That happened to my cousin, my friend, not me, but <laughs> my cousin, my cousin's friend. So my cousin's friend uh-huh. got diamagnetically uh-huh. polarized one uh-huh. time. Did it make his balls swell up? He had really dark hair, but it just turned it bright white. Oh wow, that's pretty good. So it's so it was like a so it was like a Leland situation. And did he start singing, you know, Marzy Dotes and Nosy Dotes? Oh, <laughs> no, I was just thinking of Crash Test Dummies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's Leland Palmer. Fire, walk with me. Terrifying. <laughs> Still to this day. Anyway. Fuck. That's what it is. That's what this storm is. It's Bob from Twin Peaks. Wow. And it's yeah, okay. just the spirit okay. of Bob spinning around, and he'll fuck up a shuttlecraft. No shit. That's well established in Twin Peaks. And that he has anything to do with, you know, electrical storms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, also owls. There are mad owls on this planet. Mad owls. Okay, got it. The owls are not what they seem. Hoshi's super scared, does not want to transport up. And she's like, I can stay in the caves. And, and I'm like, no, don't stay in the caves because they're just a set. 
Um, and Ahab's like, no, you're going to get transported up. Reed's going to do it. And I can't help thinking this is an opportunity to have a fucking transporter chief. Yeah. Any other person on the ship that that's actually, because he's like the tactical officer. Why is he doing transporting? You would think the transporter chief at this point, that would fall to, what's the term, quartermaster? Whoever it is on a ship whose job it is to keep track of all the stuff. Right. Because that's what they generally do with the transporter so far, is they really just move, like, cargo. True. And they've only transported people, like, a couple of times. And it said in this scene, like, because Hoshi's like, I don't want to get under that. And yeah. he's like, well, the captain did it. Reed actually did it twice. Right. So, you know, I don't know. But generally, they're using it for cargo. That was at least established, I think, in the first or second episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're generally just, So it's probably whoever the inventory person is on the ship. Mm -hmm. That would make a lot of sense. Why isn't that a character? 84 people on this ship, and we only see five. Where are you? Hoshi comes up with another dumb idea, and she's like, we can stay in the shuttle and polarize the hull plating. And T'Pol's like, that will actually attract the storm. But oh, if I Jesus. stand here holding a giant metal rod, I should be <laughs> yeah, fine, really, because totally. it should just hit the rod and not me. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at space. My feet are on the ground. I did science. Right. <laughs> to Paul's just like, yeah, good thing you're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like with Florida Man. She just yep. thinks, good thing he's pretty. Good thing he's pretty, because that's, that's all he's got. Um, they go into the cave, and she's f still flipping out and talking about molecules, and she makes him go first, Trip go first. And he goes outside the cave, which is, okay, whatever, why he has to go outside the cave. Because uh, it's not like it's one of those caves where they're like, we can't transport you because of the rock type or whatever. It's just, you know, he just goes out and gets beamed up. He's fine. And she goes to beam out and she's all scared and everything. And she gets there. And Reed says, welcome to the club, which is actually kind of funny because not many people have transported. Yeah. Yeah. But she's still convinced she's not okay. There's only, what, three or four people? I think three mm -hmm. people that have transported so far, right? It's mm -hmm. like the captain, Reed, Florida man, and now Hoshi. Mm -hmm. T'Pol still hasn't transported. Don't remember seeing her do it, so yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. So now that she's into the club, we get to hear the greatest theme song that's ever been oh recorded God, forever. Ever and ever. In the year 2525. so confused by the people that are like no i love it i love it i'm like are you saying that in that <clears throat> you know hipster ironic way or are you do you really like it and i know we've covered this before but i'm still confused <laughs> we've tried this before we got zero response so we're going to put this out here again if you unironically actually honestly really like faith of the heart Email us. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to write you back. I'm not going to be a jerk. Nothing, no, nothing, no, right nothing like that. No, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, I want to know name 
your top, say, I don't know, three musical artists yes. of all time. Yes. Honest to God, just curious. Just just say, I like Faith of the Heart. I like blah, 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 mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Whoever mm-hmm. it is, whatever group, whatever yeah. uh, enter- entertainer, just honest to God curious. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to roast you. No. We're not going to like no. put your name out there or anything like that. No, 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 no. We just are honestly curious. Honestly like, curious. How that, how that would work. Yeah. I throw knickers into the oven and it's music. When we come back, I am honestly shocked that we are not watching her get out of the shower with Me Berman too. and Braga behind mm-hmm. this episode. That's later. It's uh, it's Chekhov's shower. Mm-hmm. It's Hoshi's shower. They're not going to hint at it if you're not going to see her get in it. <laughs> Chekhov's shower. Um, <laughs> so she's getting cleaned up and the captain knocks and he's he says she can stay in, you know, stay in her room and come back to work in the morning. And I'm, I can imagine she's like, fuck yeah. Ahab says that she and Trip will go down tomorrow and get the shuttle pod and complete the survey. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, no. Did this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. yeah, no, I'm good. Um, she says she doesn't want to get lost in this like kind of eerie, like uh, kind of way. And I'm like, ooh. Okay. Yeah. What was that? It's weird. Yeah, this is Berman and Braga writing. Directed by David Strayton. Uh, he directed the Desert Crossing episode and A Night in Sick Bay. Okay. So neither of these are high points no, uh, no. so far. <laughs> no. Uh, I was like, David Strayton, which ones did he do? Oh. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, strap in, everybody. Here we go. Yeah. She's in the mess hall. With no time reference here. No idea when this is. Mm -hmm. Later? (laughs) She's in the mess hall, goes up to the table, bunch of dudes, bunch of bros, bro Mm -hmm. it down, Mm -hmm. hanging out. What's up, bro? Eating uh, whatever awesome thing that was on the menu that we (laughs) read off last week. Uh Bro, hell yeah, bro. (laughs) And they're just kind of ignoring her. I have to assume that Berman and Braga were not thinking about the way that women get ignored in these situations exactly. where a bunch of dudes are hanging out. Yes. Yeah. They have they did not sail this by a female writer and be like, does this happen to you? Yeah, no. No. This was this was totally accidental on their part, I think, because any woman who has ever wanted to be cool or or wanted to hang out with the guys or just hang out with their own friends and their friends happen to be guys knows this feeling it really sucks Mm. i've made an effort in my life to kind of like if there's one woman in the group that's talking kind of try and pull that person in more it's something that uh, i've been made conscious of oh yeah in the last few years and so you know you try he's king feminist please yeah no one would ever say that about you oh at the very least acknowledgement is sometimes all somebody needs you know, just a hi, you know, or like just looking up at you and, you know, making a hand gesture, you know, <laughs> anything like that is just is is very appreciated. What's worse, though, is when the woman actually does get a word in edgewise and then gets interrupted. Oh, yeah. I'm, That's so much worse. I'm sure. She asks again, you know, hey, can I sit here? And they finally, are, you know, notice her and Milktoast asks her what it was like. And she says, it was really unsettling um and florida man was like florida man is like woohoo i don't care it feels <laughs> it felt great i was fine 
Oh my God. I've been on drugs that take me apart. Molecule by molecule. <laughs> she says she still feels weird. She says she wants to look up the people that they use to test the transporter, which, you know, interesting. That would be interesting to know. Um, and Reese Reed is like, other than Cyrus Ramsey. And I looked, I just, because I'm weird, I looked up who Cyrus Ramsey is in real life. And, and he's an oral surgeon in Firefax, Virginia. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and he's listening right now. No. <laughs> and they kind of act like she's an idiot because she's never heard the story. It's kind of one of those moments where you're like uh, hanging out with friends and they're like talking about a band or something. And you're like, who? And they're like, oh, oh, you've never heard of blah. You're like, no, just fucking tell me who it is. I end up in that specific thing so often when we're talking about music. Mm -hmm, Someone mm -hmm. will bring up some indie band, whatever, right? That was super uh, influential, and I'm like, yeah, I was a uh, evangelical Christian kid. Um, <laughs> my formative music years kind of had a big fat cap on it. Yes. You know, there were some barriers and walls around what I could listen to and what I was uh -huh. listening to and stuff. So I missed like all these really great bands and Ugh. oh, fucking so well. But I can tell you all about yeah. Christian metal bands. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> we don't call it death metal. We call it life metal. <laughs> oh, God. That is, I did not know that. Never heard that. That is terrible. It has happened before where people have said that, but it's not anything that caught on in uh, any. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Large numbers in the <laughs> Christian rock community or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Anyway, good, 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 good. enough about how god awful all that was. Um. <laughs> Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. Florida man tells the story of this te test subject, Cyrus Ramsey, who never rematerialized. And then they start, they kind of go off on a different subject, um, as we were talking about before, uh, about where they did their survival training. Uh, which is kind of interesting because they go, they talk about like Australia and where, where else did they talk about? They talk about like the Arctic and stuff like that, wasn't it? Death Valley, California. Okay. I think that's where uh, Travis did his. Ahab calls trip on the communicator? Which I don't know why struck me as really odd. What? I don't think I've ever seen them do that before. Like, a, use a communicator within the ship. They didn't use the intercom? He just called him? Yeah, huh. yeah. Wow, like bad. a cell phone. Yeah, you don't generally see the mm -mm. Uh, the cell phones on them while they're on the ship. They usually go right. up to the little uh, intercom thing and press a button, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, it, it's fine. You know, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Why not call somebody on the communicator they happen to have on their belt? You know, but it just it just struck me as, oh, why didn't they do that before? So Milk Toast is going to go on the return trip to retrieve the shuttle instead of Hoshi because Ahab's like, I don't think Hoshi's going to go. And she definitely seems hurt. Because she's getting ignored again. And they all jump up and leave without even saying goodbye to her and stuff. Yeah. What was weird was that they all hopped up and there was still plenty mm. of food on their plates. Like they acted like there was an <laughs> that emergency too. that came up. <laughs> I was like, what? What are they doing? Why are you just leaving all that food there? Why? What? Wasteful. It was really weird. <laughs> It was. Um, but yeah, I know this feeling too. Like most women I know probably know this feeling of just like 
totally being ignored by the guys. All five women that were watching this show at the time really felt it. (laughs) I was. (laughs) At this point, though, you're a season and a half into Enterprise, and Enterprise Mm -hmm. is Enterprise. Mm Mm-hmm. How many women are really sticking around? It's just such well, a, I don't know, it's just such a step backward from characters like um, Kira and Dax from mm-hmm. DS9 and all that. It just, mm-hmm. and, and it Voyager, is. you had Voyager already. Mm-hmm. It's just such a step backwards. There are plenty of female fans, but I can guarantee you there's a very large segment of them that were like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, like me, who were like huge Star Trek fans and watched everything. And then when it came to this was like, yuck, this is not this, this is not good. This is definitely not good. We are entirely listener supported and want to avoid corporate ads. So please sign up to support us at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. You can always leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. And write a note if you have a small business or charity you'd like to promote with your donation. Thanks for your support. Another indeterminate period of time later, she's in Flocks Bay. And she's looking for him and then he's suddenly behind her. That same kind of weird thing. And she's trying to describe what's going on with her. And and he's like, oh, it's just scary storms. And she's like, no, it's the transporter. I feel weird after the transporter. Um, and he checks her, you know, with the with the Ray thing or whatever. And she's like, she doesn't want to be the next Cyrus Ramsey. And he knows who it is. And she's telling him that like a freckle moved. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells her... Uh, this is cut. He's like, it looks lovely where it is. And I'm like, he's flirting. <laughs> he seems to forget all his psychological degrees. Yeah, no shit. He's just kind of like, like a doctor now where you go like, yeah, mm. I, I don't know. I had this thing. Yeah. Um, stop doing that. I don't know. Here's some pills that I got from the pharmacy rep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You'll receive a massive bill later. Fox has no idea he's a shrink. All of a sudden. He just... (laughs) All of a sudden. Didn't he have like 12 degrees in various Uh forms of psychology during, what was it, Night in Sick Bay? I think we find out. Right, Which this director directed, but still directs Flocks as if he has no training in this area whatsoever. And he's just Uh like, "Uh, well, uh, you look good and uh, that freckle's pretty cute, toots. Uh, Come back tomorrow. I don't know. Shrug. Yeah. I got shit to do. What Flocks is this? Lady panic. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Seems you have hysteria. (laughs) (laughs) wandering uterus um yeah (sighs) that's a band name wandering uterus (laughs) if you didn't have one picked i I found a really good one from this scene but oh if you don't have one already wandering uterus that's pretty awesome wandering uterus is good yeah yeah again indeterminate amount of time later she's she wakes up to to paul's telling her that she's three hours late to her duty shift and i'm like that is a nightmare to me i hate waking up late speaking of sleeping Mm -hmm. 
does anyone sleep like this with your arm on top of the pillow and then your head on your own arm? Do, do people do this? I do not. <laughs> I don't know about others, but it seems like a very odd position. Yeah, yeah that's It seems weird. like you would cut off circulation somehow. Yeah, that doesn't look comfortable at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. It was a weird choice to like arrange yourself that way. Ah, this is how comfortable <laughs> I am with uh, deep sleeping. Right. No. With my arm asleep. It's great. <laughs> you wake up, your arm is still asleep. Oh my god, that's awful. That is awful. I have had that. Ha- it is so scary. I actually like the the one time that happened. I actually thought there was somebody in bed with me. Oh god. You know, because you're half awake and you like feel an arm next to you and you're like ah and then you almost break your own arm because you jerk around so much <laughs> and you have no feeling in it you know terrifying and then you find out you created a hostage situation somehow <laughs> i do kind of love this next scene the way that yeah. this is shot because it's disorienting like, yes for hoshi and for us and they could have done some cheap director shit where you go uh, handheld mm-hmm. with the camera and make it real uh, 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 yeah. like, look like yeah. bobbling around and stuff like that to make it more confusing. Yeah. Really, they just pull it off. They do. Because everyone else is acting like, yes, of course, this is the situation. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what's going on mm-hmm. except her. And she's yeah. like... It's definitely upsetting to anyone who's kind of an A-type personality. I mean, my neuroses aside, this would drive me... This would be upsetting to anyone. They're all gonna laugh at you! She comes onto the bridge and Ahab tells her that Trip and Milk Toast have been taken hostage by quote-unquote people even though there were no bio signs um, and T'Pol says that the caves that they took pictures of contain sacred relics and Hoshi's like, how could you possibly know that? And I'm like, good question. <laughs> what the fuck does T'Pol know? Um, and since the alien language hasn't been like deciphered how do, how would she know that it's very disorienting yeah it's really good because it right away pokes a hole in what's going on mm-hmm. but that isn't really followed up or anything mm-hmm. or waved away real quickly and and things just kind of keep moving so yeah. when you go back and you look at it or you talk about it as we are now it's like mm-hmm. oh man why didn't oh wow why didn't we catch it there mm-hmm. you know it's pretty good mm-hmm. yeah it is um so then the aliens call and she needs them, keep keep them talking. We need more to feed into the universal translator. And she just can't get, seem to get it. She's flipping out. And I totally feel her in this moment. Like, oh, the stress is just like very. <laughs> the worst. The worst is, feeling. Yeah. Ugh. What's funny to me is that all the alien words seem to end in ah. Have, did you notice that? No, actually, I didn't really pay attention to the language itself. Yeah, it was. It sounded like basically. Um, you remember how all those '90s uh, rock band singers were all like, ah, you know that. <laughs> it sounds kind of like it reminded me of that. I was like, oh my god. Um, but a. <laughs> ah. um, but Ahab. Yep, that would have been that. great if it, they it communicate entirely in Hetfield, yes. Oh my God, that would be amazing. That Hi, would be amazing. Uh, we, we are we are uh, the Enterprise crew, and then the response <laughs> back is just. <laughs> that would be fucking great. That would oh, be fucking great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
There's a great uh, thing where, like, outtakes, it's probably on YouTube or something, yeah. of uh, James Hetfield recording the Black Album, and <laughs> it's just trying different stuff during yeah. Inner Sandman. Oh, my God. Because during Inner Sandman, it's, there's a lot of that, yeah, yeah, oh, Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he oh, does God. this one where he's like, yeah, yeah, no, woman, yeah. <laughs> and he just stops. He's like, nah, that, that ain't it. No, no. <laughs> Awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> oh god, that's so stupid. Um <laughs> Oh my god. So anyway, so she's starting to really panic because Ahab and Tapal are getting really impatient with her. Like Tapal starts being fucking mean. And she tries to just talk to them, you know, like like as though that, you know, miracle's gonna happen again. Re- yeah, well, Reed pushes her to that. He's like, just do the magic talk thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just talk. <laughs> yeah, one time with that one species. <laughs> it doesn't work. She tries the UT, UT again. It gets nowhere. And Ahab, oh my God, he tells her to go to her quarters and get some rest. Oh. And this is just, this is all like a feminine nightmare. Oh. He ignores her when she tries to apologize. He puts a rando, you know, technician in her place. Oh my God, terrifying. Oh. You know, you finally break the glass ceiling and you're like in a really awesome position of power and something like this happens and it's just a nightmare that sounds horrible so yeah you you just you feel for you really do hoshi as little as they've given her in the show Mm -hmm. she's still a very Mm -hmm. sympathetic character there's nothing to like actually not like about her as a person there's you can be frustrated because it's like okay clearly she's not qualified for stuff Mm. in space but she's not like a terrible (laughs) person like you feel bad for her and now we're watching her get ready to take a shower of course (laughs) the real purpose of this episode exactly yeah but while she's looking in the mirror her like image like sort of fades away which is terrifying um and But she gets in this shower. I want this fucking shower. It is nice. It's got three jets of water, like, pointed at you. It's so, oh my god, it would be amazing. Do they have to stop off at, like, every asteroid and collect water? I mean, how do you have three jet showers for at least the bridge crew? On a, a least, little yeah. ship like this. It's crazy pants. I'm assuming they have some kind of really amazing water reclamation and filtering system. They didn't have showers like that on TNG as far as we knew. Wait, did we ever see any showers on TNG? No. Um, I don't remember if they were talking about sonic showers at that point or not. Oh, right. Yeah, sonic showers. And the only times that we've actually seen sonic showers is Lower Decks. Well, we saw them on Voyager. Oh, did we? I can't remember. Yeah, I remember Bellana like, taking a shower, and it was, like, oh, oh, and it, it was broken. Or I think it was the captain, and she was she was telling Bellana it was broken because when she turned it on, it was, like, a really loud, high-pitched noise. Oh, Okay. Because it's a sonic shower, you know. Hope this isn't too high for you. (laughs) Fine with me. I could go higher. Uh, uh, That's a little high, don't you think? Not for me. This is my favorite. I think I'm clean. Sonic technology can get you through uh, all kinds of problems. Just ask Doctor Who. Fuck you. Exactly. It's a miracle. The water starts going through her hands. 
but you can't really tell. Yeah. The effect wasn't the, quite there, was it? It really isn't because she's, I, you know, she's looking at her hands and there's water and there's, you know, but and she starts freaking out. But like as the audience, you can't really see what's happening. It's not really clear to us. It's just kind of like, Mm-mm. I don't know if that was on purpose because we're kind of supposed to doubt that anything is wrong. And if that's why they did that, then like kudos, honestly, then that's right. a great right. choice. Uh, but part mm-hmm. of me is thinking that they just didn't quite do it right, that they wanted to yeah. have a better effect and just couldn't for, I don't know, time, budget, whatever. These, but, these things are expensive, so, you know, I, I get it. That's kind of a large ask, too, because you're, like, wanting to see clear water not splash on somebody's hands. That That's kind of a weird thing to ask yeah. of a of a special effect, you know? Yeah, and it seems like one of those kind of effects that you could do real easy uh, in an old school way, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. look good on a show like this. Right, Where right. you just kind of superimpose yeah. one image over the other to where it's kind of mm-hmm. translucent. I feel like old movies did stuff like that, and mm-hmm. maybe they tried that and were like, no, 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 no. It just didn't look, yeah. They tried this digitally or whatever, and then digitally kind of worked. It's odd. It doesn't quite work later. I don't know when. At some point. She's in the, at some point. <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> she stayed in that shower for 10 <laughs> years trying to figure it out. Um, she's in the mess hall and asks if anyone is sitting in the spot at the table with T'Pol who's reading. And it takes T'Pol forever to finally look up and, and acknowledge her, which is scary. And I've had that happen too. Even when you're not, it's not offensive. You're kind of like, hey, hello. Why can't you see me? You know. Yeah. that's so sad have you ever gone to like one of those um bathrooms where everything is like motion censored oh yeah yeah okay i have had days where none of the motion sensor things worked for me (laughs) that is upsetting (laughs) like i can imagine that's wild you're like Am I real? You know, like, because you're like trying to get towels or trying to get the water and it doesn't work. And you're like waving back and forth. And then like somebody comes out and is like, you know, and having no problem whatsoever. And you're like, why is this happening? It's really not cool. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever had that happen to me. That sounds really, really weird. Like it's only happened like a couple times, but I was like, oh, so Hoshi asks her why, you know, why aren't you on the bridge, you know, because of the host- terrible hostage situation. And Tapal's like, oh, that's that's been done for a while. It's been like an hour. No big deal. Um, resol- and it resolved peacefully because they returned all the samples and all the photos that they took and everything's fine. And Crewman Baird, who was the rando that she got replaced by translated the language and was a hero and it was apparently a really easy language to just kind of yeah. knock out mm-hmm. and so she super blew it in front of everybody and like her too cool for you friend is now just like well yeah aren't you a fuck up you blew it and then she tell paul tells her that ahab doesn't want her on the bridge and that she's been relieved of duty and that rando has been placed in charge of communications Oh, that hurts. Oh, this whole thing is just like Hoshi just getting fucking punched in the face over and over and over again. Well, this is the point when I first saw the episode that I was like, something's off here. I cannot imagine that going on. 
You know what I mean? Like this was this was the point where I was like, something's not right about this episode. From the moment where all of a sudden there was a hostage situation, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, something. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, what? yeah. Like the show isn't that bad that they right. would just like <laughs> forget that there were no bio signs on the uh-huh. planet. And then she says it, and I'm like, okay, something alternate universe happened here. I, I I don't know what. Yeah. But something just quite isn't right, and I loved the way that it kept that unanswered for Mm -hmm. a really long time. It did, it did, yeah. So that you feel Hoshi's discomfort. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It it was appreciated. So Paul is so effortlessly brutal in this scene. She is. Oh, yeah. She's not going out of her way to be mean. She's just like... She's telling her facts. Mm-hmm. You are incompetent, mm-hmm. and therefore uh, you can just go sit in your room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe if Rando Redshirt dies on a mission, you could you have can... your job back or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Go work out or something like that. Anyway, I'm reading... <laughs> Because DePaul really is like intimidating, and they've never oh my God, yeah. built a friendship really between DePaul and Hoshi. They've had moments where they they've, they've kind of had hints, yeah, where they hated each other. Mm-hmm. That, that's happened before, mm-hmm. and have just sort of gotten past it, mm-hmm. like without any kind of real like talk resolution. Just kind of sort of all right, well, you know, whatever. We're you know, we're just gonna keep on trucking a little. Right. They had that moment in like the second episode where. Uh, or no, it was the episode where they were on the Klingon ship that was sinking into the planet. Oh yeah, and right. they had they had a little moment where Hoshi, uh, uh, T'Pol taught Hoshi how to kind of calm down and not meditate, but have gave her like a calming technique. Oh, that's know? true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was that was probably about it. They've had other moments, but not nothing big. <laughs> you know, like that was that was really the biggest thing that they've ever. Um, had for that relationship. Sometimes we'll fight, but that's okay. We'll work it out another day. I know things will work out in the end. Oh, yes. Because it's fun to be friends with friends. Oh, it's fun to be friends with friends. Friends with friends. And this being in a cafeteria, I think, Mm -hmm. is big. Because (laughs) I think everybody... Uh, especially in America, I don't know how it is everywhere else, but yeah. like the cafeteria is where the pecking order is set. Oh yes, uh, in in middle school, high school, whatever. Uh-huh. She's kind of approaching to Paul, like pretty sure I can sit at the cool kids' table. Yeah, um, yeah. Think I can't? Oh, I can't. Oh no. <laughs> oh, ouch. They just yeah. made fun of my clothes and uh, <laughs> called me a nerd. I, Great. Um, gonna go hang out with the AV club now. <laughs> Beware of the plastic. Again, later. And I think this, you know, no time frame thing was deliberate. But then again, they did it in the pat in like the episode before. So I'm not really sure how deliberate it was. Right. Suddenly there's a new scene, you know, as she's walking down the hall, she gets ignored by another female officer, which makes it ouchy. The turbo lift won't work and the door isn't closing. So like, again, like you're in a bathroom and nothing's working for you. Um, she starts hearing voices like distant, far off, you know, she's actually in a coma kind of voices. Mm -hmm. This is hilarious to me. She's standing in the turbo lift when that happens. 
she doesn't look down the hallway, like come out of the turbo lift and look around. She turns around and looks at the back of the turbo lift when she hears the voices. Yeah. <laughs> Why like... are you looking at the back of the turbo <laughs> lift? Which kind of adds to, uh, okay, is she crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I really hope she's not crazy. Right. It is. It's kind of like, why? Okay, whatever. Um, so she goes into Flox Bay and, you know, is like, can you see me? And just gives Flox the litany of her complaints, which is, of course, Krum and Baird. Uh, the shower getting ignored. Our pet's heads are falling off! And then, he, and he tells her people were probably scared about the train when it was invented. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Honestly, it, it should have been a clue. Um, yeah. How, how yeah. hard Flox is nerfed in this. Yes. All of a sudden, Flox is just a doctor who, like, you know, got like a C minus. Yeah. In, in medical school and, you know, just kind of, yeah, whatever. I got golf to play. Did this to be able to afford nice golf clubs and, I don't know, meet some hot nurses or something. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, bro. Never really gotten the hang of the whole healing the sick thing. And Hoshi asks her, him, you know, please don't tell me, tell anybody that I'm freaking out like this, which I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, please, I'm already like embarrassed enough. Everybody hates me. Please don't tell everybody that I came in here and, you know, was scared. Um, and he says, as far as anyone else is concerned, he didn't even see her come in. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> funny, but not. Oh, the inartful doctor. Yeah. As if as fucking if. <laughs> then he wants to give her a sedative and she's like she refuses and i'm like give it to me <laughs> this episode makes me want a sedative oh my god yeah definitely it it's... it does it does a good job of like putting you in her shoes though mm -hmm. it, it really does like get that feeling that you're kind of going crazy a little bit yeah definitely she goes to the the quote-unquote workout room which is just the weapons room redecorated I don't know if you could tell or not, but it's it's definitely just the same room that they do yeah. the, you know, the turbo or the um, torpedoes in. Um, but anyway, and Trip is using? I don't know what <laughs> you would call that. He's exercising on the gyroscope thing. He's just spinning around. He's just spinning around. And I'm like, is it a workout? Like, how did, what does this accomplish? I remember those being around when I was a kid. Me too. And I remember not being uh, old enough or, oh, and or yeah. tall enough tall to enough. be able to get into it. Right, and all right, I right. wanted to do was get in one of those things. Yeah, me too. And and then by the time I was big enough, they the fad they were, was over. They, the fad was Why over exactly the same Why here? is this thing here? It's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure that's not an exercise machine. I just... Oh, I, yeah! Isn't it like a thing that you rent for parties? Pretty just to spin around in and be like, "Whoa, I'm dizzy when right. I get out." Right, and plus, the what fact does it do? It's enormous. It's yeah. super huge. Like if you were in a spaceship and you had to have a workout room, you would pick the smallest, most you know, compact kind of equipment so that right. you could pack more in. Stuff that folds up against the wall. Exactly. That sort of thing, right? But they have a human-shaped gyroscope thing? <laughs> what the fuck? I love it. 
It's so fucking bad shit. It really is. It's super crazy. Oh, but so she asks Trip about the hostage situation. He's like, oh, it's no big deal. And she's like, and he's like, have you tried this thing? And she's like, no, you know, I get motion sickness. I'm like, what? Yeah, has that been established? No, I've never heard her say that she had motion sickness before. <laughs> As God you know, damn. as is well established in I the have, show. Right. I have I get motion sickness and I'm on a spaceship. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, whatever. Ugh. She's claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Wasn't that in the, the slug episode? She's yeah. claustrophobic. She gets motion sickness. Mm-hmm. Um what what else was there? Like she she just has no like space training no no and she freaked something. out she super freaked out when she saw the dead bodies which i right. mean you know eh, but i mean that that was scary that fairly, would be scary because like, it was yeah. just flashlights and shit and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden like bodies hanging from the, that's, right uh, right that's, that's some horror movie shit i'll give her that one yeah sure but motion sickness and claustrophobia seem like deal breakers <laughs> okay we're gonna put you in a metal tube that goes really fast yeah yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to work out great. Yeah. And put you in incredibly uh, dangerous situations. A couple of things I saw online pointed out that uh, his line, you're upside down, Ensign, was also mm. something he said to Travis mm-hmm. in that episode where, for whatever funsies reason, they <laughs> uh, found a spot on the ship where the gravity doesn't work. Right, something. right. Yeah. Interesting, I guess. I cannot imagine the appeal of the gyroscope thing. I, I don't... Uh, Maybe it's because I puke easy, but I just... <laughs> it's just a why. It does not make any sense at all. He gets out of the thing. He's not sweaty or anything like that. There's no mm-hmm. workout happening. No. <laughs> it, it's just there by special request of Florida man. hmm Because Perfect. he's just like, well, I grew up hanging out knees in the Okaloosa County Fair. <laughs> He does, in this moment, in this particular scene, he really does sound a lot like George W. Bush. It's really, I don't, I don't, he doesn't normally sound that much, but in this particular scene, he really, really is pushing that particular voice. It's very strange. I, I think he sounds like Bush all the time. I, I, I think well, he sounds yeah. like W all the fucking time. <laughs> In this scene, I really noticed it, though. Yeah. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. And he's trying to cheer her up. She tells him all about the, the weird stuff, you know, that, that has been happening to her. And then he suggests a sedative. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, the hysteria. Yep. I noticed that, too. So at that point, I'm thinking, all right, whatever, like, matrix thing that she's stuck in or or something whatever <laughs> right, this right. is as long as she takes the blue pill or whatever the thing you know she'll <laughs> yeah. she'll come out of it because this is the mm. second time pretty close together that she's been offered a sedative for her problem yeah. specifically so mm-hmm. it's like why why okay. why are they doing that i'm yeah. assuming that this is important but no not quite if i were to guess that's what other men would do but like as a woman, that's really like gaslighting kind of feeling. Oh, it is, you isn't know, it? You should take a sedative. Trip leaves and she tries to, you know, continue working out. And suddenly she can't push buttons or lift anything and her hand passes right through the weight. And in the gym mirror, she fades away and disappears. And why doesn't she fall through the floor? <laughs> 
all of us thought about this. Every, this occurred to yeah. absolutely everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is well established uh, in 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 Star Trek that if if you can shadow cat phase through walls and everything like that, you will not fall mm-hmm. through the floor. Because this yep. happened to Jordy and Ro mm-hmm. when they got shadow catified. It's been established and could walk through the walls and stuff, mm-hmm. no problem whatsoever, moving vertically through the ship. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't happen. Yep. It's fine. Just yep, we yep, just yep. pretend they even threw a dude through the wall, the outside wall, which was awesome. And he ended up in space. It was awesome. Ended up in space, but they didn't fall through the ship. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Anyway, <laughs> oh god, it's one of those things that you know it comes up in the writing, and somebody says, well, "Right, wait a second, why don't they fall through the floor?" And then everyone just stares at them. Hey, yeah. Shut up. Like, of course, okay, all right, dude. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just leave it alone. Well, wh- there's a moment in I, I know I've recommended this show before. It's called Ghosts. Um, it's on HBO. It's a it's a British comedy. It's a flashback of when one of the ghosts has recently become a ghost, and he's trying to figure out you know how things work, and he can put his hand through a chair. But then he can also sit on the chair. <laughs> One of the other ghosts comes in and goes, yes, it doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> and then just walks away. <laughs> I love that acknowledgement. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that show so much. What do you want to bet in a in a first draft they had Hoshi wearing less than this when she becomes invisible? Because the rest oh, of this episode, yes. she's just in like um work like workout gear. She's in like this mm-hmm. you know, um skimpy, yeah. slim fitting, yeah. The Ted Bundy case remains one of the most fascinating true crime stories ever told. Now the encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy murders is on Audible, and downloading it supports this show. The Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders by Kevin Sullivan. Available now on Audible. From the commercial break, which is, you know, just on Netflix, it's just a in-between scenes thing um and she's sleeping on the floor of the gym and she's doing the weird thing with her arm she is she's sleeping on her arm again no no that's not a that's not comfortable like i don't care i don't care who you are maybe that's how she got past all that shit in uh, in starfleet where they're like <laughs> okay so you have motion sickness and claustrophobia and you want to be on a metal tube that goes past <laughs> warp speed and she's like yes but my limbs never fall asleep <laughs> and they were like shit and they're like oh my god okay five by five you get uh, a pip or whatever the equivalent is right. at this point that's so funny <laughs> also uh, i can magically talk to aliens sometimes yeah like yeah, when time sometimes. runs out ah. yeah 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 <laughs> when it's really under pressure if it's at the beginning of the episode though no it's i'm, I'm not going to no, be able to talk to the aliens just like talk 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 mm-hmm. but like you know when the <laughs> chips are, are down and and there's only like five minutes left i promise you i can do I it i promise you i could just talk the magic happens yeah it's gonna be great and they said okay then <laughs> big fat stamp of approval trip and Paul come in and they can't see her and she's you know doing the i can see you why can't you see me blah 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 it's very standard trope um she's not coming up on any of the scans um and Ahab tells to Paul to meet him in the sick bay. Hoshi runs after them so she doesn't get stuck. And I'm like, 
if you're passing your hand through like the equipment and stuff, why can't you go through the door? You know, like, did you try your whole body or did you just, I don't, I don't know, stand there and just, I, I was wondering that a, a lot. I think at that point, I'm not going to push it. Like, like literally, <laughs> like literally, sure, I'm not sure. going to push it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, uh, I don't know Whatever. if this means I get more uh, porous the more I go through stuff. I don't, <laughs> I'm just going to sit right here and, 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 and fall asleep on my own arm and it not fall asleep. Um, but everything's going to be great. It's perfectly comfortable somehow. Just yeah. hang out and wait. In Phlox Bay, Ahab and T'Pol are talking um, and Phlox feels terrible about disregarding her concerns. And it turns out her molecules are actually coming apart. And I kind of love how dumb Ahab comes off here. Because, like, they try to, you know, Phlox is explaining it. And he's like, in English, doc. And then she explains it. And then he's still kind of, like, struggling with it. I love the way that this scene was shot. Because mm-hmm. it's coming in. The camera's kind of moving to the right and kind of turning. And it gets revealed as they're talking that Hoshi is sitting there and Mm -hmm. the blocking of this is so good because she's sitting far away from them on top of the counter space or whatever, Mm kind of balled up like her, she's holding on to her knees and it's just a really good bit of physical Mm -hmm. acting in that she's here in the space and she's invisible and they can't hear her Mm -hmm. and she's freaked out you know she is afraid of this and that blocking is good because she doesn't really do a whole lot of it with um, right like face acting from here Mm -hmm. on out Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was kind of a weak point in this episode yeah like I'm sorry but eh. she seems kind of calm in her face you're right in her face she's just kind of like blank yeah most of this yeah it's really odd they sci-fi explained that um the transporter wasn't perfectly aligned and that's what's caused this issue and of course trip blames himself because he went first and ahab is super pissed because starfleet told him it would be safe and flux is like the only thing that's going to be left is probably subcellular residue and ahab's like go ahead and scan for the residue yeah yeah <laughs> exactly it should be gross but it's more sad it's yeah. like it's gross. <laughs> it's gross and sad. <laughs> it's it's grad. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Um, they're convinced she's dead, and Ahab walks right through her, which is ugh. um. And then the next scene is Flox and Florida Man walking through, I guess, the bowels of the ship. These Jeffrey's tubes are Jeffrey's tunnels. I don't know why they yeah. shrunk yeah. these in later starships that were so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this ship is yeah. a lot smaller, and they got Jeffrey's tubes. You can just like walk through. Like they, they're they're mm-hmm. crouched down a little bit, but I mean the Jeffrey's tubes. Not much in the TNG Voyager era. I mean, they're mm-hmm. it's hands and knees, and they're crawling through. Yeah. So they find what appears to be uh, Hoshi goo. Right. Right. And <laughs> they take out a paper envelope. I find I this know. so strange. They take out a paper envelope. <laughs> A popsicle stick. And he just swipes the green goo, yeah. Her parents will want this goo. (laughs) 
and he just sticks it in a paper envelope like it's just a, and like it's one teeny tiny glop of green yeah. goo he doesn't even take all of it he just swipes a little bit of it yeah. and i'm like you're just gonna leave the rest there that is so weird i mean you could at least clean the rest up like somebody's gonna walk along and step in hoshi that's so fucking weird and gross <laughs> it's so weird okay so you have a tiny thing of like sticky goo and then yeah. you put it in a paper like mail envelope uh-huh. <laughs> like honestly yeah. got like a paper like not a, a glass thingy or a, nope. a lab thing nope. or whatever it, yeah. and he's it's not just even a like, tiny envelope yeah he, he doesn't say anything about i'm going to study this and uh, we'll, we'll we'll learn more he just just like well we'll mail some goo to her parents <laughs> they're gonna love it <laughs> it's gonna be great <sighs> they'll be so happy they have a piece of her um yeah yeah She's standing behind them and she starts hearing aliens talking. It's the alien language, you know, that we heard before. Um, And then she also, again, hears the distant voices of like what appears to be um, uh, Florida man and Reed sounding encouraging somehow. Um, And then uh, Tripp is really upset. So he wants to stay for a moment and Phlox leaves um, and Trip starts talking to Hoshi and he's, you know, she's like, can you see me? And, you know, he beats up on himself for, for going, you know, being transported first. Um, and then as soon as he leaves, conveniently, that's when she starts hearing the alien voices again. She looks around and she sees these aliens. Mm-hmm. I love this alien design. Really? What did you think of this alien design? Oh, I did not. I I just I was like, they look like lizard people. Eh? <laughs> but you know, like. But when have you seen mauve-colored reptilians? See, that's the um, innovation of Enterprise. See, that's oh, okay. That's that. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh. <laughs> you tried so hard. I appreciate your your effort with that. But yeah, they're like lizard people, and they're blue. Meh. I thought they were like a purpley, like they're like, kind like of a, a purpley, bluey, a light purple. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like the. <laughs> they're design. like iridescent blue or something. Yeah, I did notice with these aliens. There's always, and and I've noticed this with other like alien races on Star Trek. There's always one dude who's really into the physical movements. And like being really super alien, and there's always the other dude who's like whatever, and walks basically normally. Did you notice that? I did notice that. I love that so like, much. The, the other guy just takes no notes from the from the guy who's actually giving yeah. giving a shit's performance. No, nope. it's just like, all right, yeah, um, you kind of like do your arms weird and skulk. I'll uh, yeah, I'll just be the one who presses buttons on this thing and right. sets up this bomb here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. You know what? You know what I think would have looked really cool with these aliens if they'd have been mm. like albino white, like just completely. Because mm. I mean, I have seen an albino alligator; it's pretty amazing yeah. looking. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. them being this kind of weird mauve color or lavender. Yeah. I think they're lavender. I think they're lavender alligators. That's something. <laughs> um, there you go. All white. That would have looked fucking cool. Or even slightly iridescent, like glowy. A little bit, you know? yeah. That would have been very cool. But yeah, otherwise they just kind of look like blue lizard guys. There's some legit good detail. Oh, sure. That they did on the on these guys. So I don't want to like knock it. Like they, I, I no, think they sure. did a pretty good job. But yeah, I don't know. Better color. I think that, I think that would have 
that would have made yeah. all the difference. So Ahab is, is in his office pacing back and forth. She keeps trying to tell him about the aliens, but of course he doesn't hear her. And these kind of scenes when somebody's invisible and they're trying to tell somebody something kind of frustrate me because I'm like, you should know at this point that talking to them, not going to help. Stop trying that. I thought about that too. And then I thought, you know what? I still talk to my dog all the time. True. He, 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 True. he can't understand me except for like, you know, food, walk. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even know what any of those things really mean. He just knows right, what right. tends to happen afterward. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. So, I don't know. I'd probably do the same thing. Uh-huh. If you endured all of that silently, um, well, you wouldn't be Hoshi. Like, you'd True. probably have a, a whole lot thicker skin than this. Like, True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of characters who would endure all of this silently. Malcolm comes to mind. I think Malcolm would be like, oh, it's my lot in life now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or to Paul. To Paul. Okay. To Paul. Don't be surprised if you see me here again afterwards. Ahab calls Hoshi's dad, who is, his name's Keon Young, uh, who played Buck Bokai in that uh, Deep Space Nine episode. You got room on your team for a switch hitting third baseman with good power? And he's been in like everything. One of those kind of Asian actors that's just pops up in 15 different things, you know. Going pretty far back, too. He was on different strokes. Yeah, I don't know how old he was. Mm-hmm. He may have been just a kid or something because right. uh, he's um, a- ageless. I-, I couldn't tell you how old this guy is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good for him. Totally. He has been in a million things all the way back to like the 70s. And he's half Chinese and half Japanese. And Linda Park is South Korean. With a Japanese name. They just kind of were like, yep. yeah, you know, uh, Asian. Asian. <laughs> uh. They did the same thing to poor Garrett Wong when when they were like, okay, so now your character's going to say, oh, there's an ancient Chinese saying, blah, blah, blah. And and he he was like, (laughs) you guys know I'm not Chinese, right? And they were like, whatevs. Yeah, not cool. That's got to be so frustrating. That's got to be awful. That's quite racialist, to be honest. Speaking of awful, this conversation between Ahab and Hoshi's dad. Seriously. It is so fucking awkward. It makes no sense. I hate, yeah, yeah, this whole thing it's sucks. It's really difficult. This whole scene sucks. <laughs> like, it does. Archer, it like, does. Ar- like, the way Archer's uh, dialogue's written, I think, kind of works. Yeah. Hoshi's dad does not react in any physical way at all to no. hearing that his daughter no, is dead. it's so weird. Yeah, he's just sitting there perfectly still. Hoshi herself oh. has no reaction to mm-hmm. watching her dad find out, erroneously, that she's dead. Right. Right. <laughs> She's just like, uh, okay, well, whatever this bullshit is. Anyway, I'm going to start go start right. trying to interfere with this circuit to make SOS. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she acts like yeah. he's just like uh, called some admiral or something or had to talk to whatever, right. to, to admiral a pushover and just kind of going about ship's business. And it's like, no, right. you're watching your dad get his heart ripped out of his chest. While he's sitting there completely still. Maybe this is a family trait. Maybe these th- this this particular <laughs> family is unable to uh, react to the, the worst tragedies ever. They're just like, yes, this is right. bad. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is, definitely. <laughs> That's what it is. This makes sense now. Her performance in this episode makes sense. Uh, <laughs> his scene makes sense. Okay, we got it figured yeah. out. You're you're welcome, Berman and Braga. And somehow she can make this light blink, but yet she can't pick up things, and she can walk through walls, and you know whatever. 
I mean, if I discovered that I could interrupt electronic signals, sure. The thing that I would do at that moment is stick my hand into the monitor to make it stop mm-hmm. working so that my parents aren't like emotional wrecks. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that they're just like, I That's don't know, good... <laughs> her boss called and then, I don't know, he, he wasn't making a lot of sense and then we lost the signal. I don't know what happened. I'm not grieving right now. <laughs> very true very true first that's what i do in that situation she's just like oh yeah okay well he'll just uh you know mourn (laughs) i'll press this (laughs) button on the very very small chance that archer will one notice and two understand what Mm -hmm. i'm doing speaking of which he he sees the blinking light calls into paul shows it to her and to paul's like yeah i'll get florida man on it you know (laughs) and then and he recognizes the SOS, but then she starts to do her name and he loses it. He has no idea what Morse code is, evidently. Yeah. And she and she tells him, I think you should get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you've been up for a long time. You should get some rest. He does usually have low sleep energy, doesn't he? No kidding. Very much so. Like he's just frustrated and and exhausted all the time and maybe that's part of his thing. Maybe he's maybe he's an insomniac. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe. With Captain Ahab is that he he just has all this rage and all this frustration all the time because he's <laughs> just he sleep can't deprived. Sleep. <laughs> that would make a hell of a lot of sense. Maybe that's why he's so cheerful in the morning, because he's like, I got 30, 30 minutes of sleep, but I'm really hungry now, so yay. But then by the end of the day, he's like, fuck everything. He does seem to be in a better mood by the end of one of Chef's famous breakfasts. Pizza in the morning. Meanwhile, the aliens are putting something together. One, one guy's like, you know, and the other guy's like, meh whatever they're setting bombs it's it's kind of i mean you you get the impression it's a bomb but it's not really logically looks like a bomb i guess i don't know they're they're connecting long wires and putting together and they they get it like one of those conference phones that they have in yeah. in um in conference rooms yeah, like and that's circular yeah yeah I don't know. It, it's scanned as bomb to me because you got like two. Yeah. You have to have yeah. cables connecting each other and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, threatening music and yes. the other yes. being sneaky. Yeah. And one of them get, gets on top of the warp drive and nobody sees it. <laughs> that kind of freaked me out. Because, like, he's on top of the warp drive, but nobody sees it. It's just you know, slinks on Even top. though there could be, yeah, even though there could be somebody on the catwalk, you know, up above, on the second level there, nobody sees it. I was like, okay, whatever. They see nothing. Those brave travelers. So Hoshi goes back to the bomb thing and is messing with it, and she manages to turn the whole thing off somehow. And they have a spare. Said so she can't. It's. I was really impressed that they had a spare. Very well prepared terrorists. Yeah, she can't seem to break the spare uh, conference call thing. The aliens suddenly create out of thin air a personal trampoline-sized transporter <laughs> that they and they use that one at a time to leave the ship. I love the music in this scene. It is good. 
I don't know if it is the same music as the um, the episode where they taught the minor the miners how to fight, and and it's like '80s action movie thing. Oh right, uh huh. But it totally is that same vibe. Just '80s, early '90s action movie. We got some drama toms going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yes. You know, this <laughs> drama kind of, toms. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> It is so cool. They have set the bomb to go off, and the second alien gets on the transporting pad and leaves. And Hoshi's standing there, and she starts hearing, again, Reed, Ahab, and Trip like, giving her encouragement, like, you can do it, Hoshi! You know, like, that kind of thing, which is very odd. And so she jumps onto the alien transporter. And surprise, we're back to when Hoshi beamed up from the surface of the planet. Whoa, what? Everything was a dream. It was all a dream. Yeah. <sighs> so we finally figure out, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just the 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 betrayal of it. The uh huh. Oh, you just the rage inducing feeling that you get when that yeah. happens. Yeah. I just. I mean. Yeah, I remember watching it on TV, like live, and I was like, what? This is a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) So she jumps off the platform and tries to run to where the bomb is. And they don't know what she's talking about. And she starts going on about what happened in her her hallucination. And they tell her that she got stuck in the matter stream for a moment. And it was all, it all happened in 8.3 seconds. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she mentions Cyrus Ramsey, and they don't know what she's talking about, which, you know, is probably feeling, feels very vindicating. Fox ch- checks her out. She's fine. Ahab tells her that Reed is making an improvement in the um, transporter so that this doesn't happen again, which explains why this never happened afterwards. Um, and Hoshi coins the phrase beaming. Yep, she does. Yep. She says beam. She said, and I like that they didn't make a thing out of it. Like she didn't go like, I don't want to be right. beamed. You know, like yeah. <laughs> the show right. totally could have done that, especially in an episode where it was all a dream. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I, I didn't even catch it when it happened, and then I read about it uh-huh. later. I was like, oh, that is the first canonical use of beam as a verb. Beaming. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty that is cool. Conical. Yeah. So we got beam before we got red alert. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like read alert or tactical alert alert or whatever. (laughs) Um, But then at the end, which I really appreciated, and and I don't know if they, again, I don't know if they felt they were writing this as, you know, here's a, a female character handling you know this or whatever but so ahab is encouraging her and and is like you overcame your fear during your hallucination and you jumped on that you know transporter pad um and she's just like yeah no fuck that i'm gonna stick the shuttles (laughs) so and that's the end (sighs) yeah that's the end yay oh god that's all folks it was all a dream. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. Uh-huh. God damn it. 
Here's a fun thought experiment. Uh-huh. What if Phlox was only able to mostly bring her back? Mm-hmm. You know, what if the thing yeah. was real, it really happened, but they found some kind of way between getting her back into the matter stream, like communicating with her, like get on the transporter and go back mm-hmm. through or something, and it didn't completely work, so now she can like, she has like shadow cat powers now. Ah, that would be pretty cool. How much fun would that be? She doesn't get that to would do be a whole lot cool. on the show. How about she gets a thing where she can like walk through walls now? That'd be yeah. fucking cool. Uh huh. She can't ever use a transporter again because she'll actually vanish or or, or whatever. But like she could walk through walls or or and or she could turn invisible. She could do invisible woman shit like fucking Fantastic Four. Yeah. I don't know. That messes with Rick Berman's issue with issues with you know continuity. He just can't handle like something happening in one episode and having consequences with another unless he thinks it's a good idea. That's true. Yeah. You know. Every every episode has to be completely you know, its own mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, in a sense, I get because the original series uh, became a hit afterwards in syndication. People seeing episodes randomly and getting into it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I mean, that yeah. definitely uh, the long arc stuff would not have worked back in the day. Uh-huh. But, I mean, television was already changing a bit. So the streaming yeah. wasn't happening yeah. yet the way that we do streaming right. now. Mm-hmm. But over there at uh, DS9, Iris Stephen Bear is proving that, like, you can make great television mm-hmm. by having some arcs in there. And payoff. Character mm-hmm. payoff. You know, if you develop a character and you're, you know, you put a lot of effort into that character, then something that happens later can engage your audience. Like people don't get engaged with, uh, you know, quite the the same episodic television that they used to. And even at the time, I mean, we were already doing the thing where we were uh, collecting DVD sets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And especially people like Star Trek fans. Mm-hmm. People aren't becoming new fans because they're flipping channels. Like, that's mm-hmm. already dying. Yes, very so, much so. do arcs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I'm yelling this, but I mean, Star Trek knows this now. Now they completely yes, understand yeah. that. That's all that they yeah. do now, which I'm not complaining about either. Yeah. I rather enjoy current Trek. So, oh, yeah. anyway, fuck, whatever. <laughs> uh, did, did this Trek... Oh, I don't, th- I don't think so. I, I, I would say no. It really doesn't have any of the standard kind of storylines. Like, like this is basically just a storyline about Hoshi, but it's not, none of it is real. So, yeah, you know, so it basically it's a wash. So you get to find out like Hoshi's kind of her anxieties and, you get to know her a little bit more and and find out that she's, you know, she's claustrophobic and mo- gets motion sickness all the time, which, I mean, it just kind of weakens her character a little bit. That's a really good point. She gets screen time, but at the same time, it's shitty screen time. Okay, we know her better now. We don't necessarily care more. <laughs> That yeah. sucks. Yeah. I don't want that to be how that plays out, you know? I, the sucks, the only man. the only real development is that 
she did something brave. But other than that, you know, she's still scared of the transporter, still gets motion sickness, you know, like, uh, (laughs) like literally the only thing she did was she was brave about something. About a thing that only happened in her mind. In her mind. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So no, it doesn't track to me at all. You can point to the Ensign Rowe Geordi episode. Yeah. As such a better way to do this. Yeah. Agreed. Um, because I watched it recently, uh-huh. and uh, it's so fucking good. Like, that it tracks is. so hard because Roe is like, we're dead, Shorty. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we're facing the afterlife. And he's like, bullshit. We can uh-huh. get out of this with, like, science and thought and stuff and work. Yes. Because that's that's Starfleet. That's what we do. Exactly. Exactly. And then it turns out. He was right because uh-huh. Gene well knew, and he was still around at the time. You know yeah. that religion never has the answer. <laughs> yep. it, 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 it answers nothing. <laughs> it, it it can't. It can only distract mm-hmm. you from dealing with reality. Yep. And that was like a thing in that episode that was so great. It was really. I loved that episode so much. Yeah. It's an awesome episode. It's so satisfying and it pays off so hard when they appear at their own fucking funeral. It's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it is. It's very good. <laughs> and this and this they just go like, yeah, she, she, it was it was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get fucked. Yeah. Oh. And it's something that will never happen again because Reed will fix the problem. Right. So it's yeah. just this random thing that happened in the transporter and she just happened to have it happen to her. <laughs> boo. Yeah. Boo, boo, boo. Unfortunately, the next episode is one that's kind of universally shit. Like, a lot of people hate it. Oh, I saw which one the next one is. I do remember this episode. Yeah. It totally sucks. It's it's shit. <laughs> it's absolute shit. Oh, but anyway. The, the next episode is just Trip bangs a hot chick. Yep. That's it. That's, That's the it. whole episode. Yep. Desert island with, like, a hot princess lady uh-huh. for Trip. That's it. Yep. That's that's all that's right. the episode. <laughs> Not bad. We should skip the fucking next one. Do you want we to? Because we just did it. We just did the whole fucking episode. Yeah. We just reviewed the whole thing. <laughs> the only thing that's we cool about could. it is is who the who the guest star is. Right. Right. That's right. it. That's the only yeah. interesting thing. And I don't uh, really care because I don't watch your fucking cooking shows. <laughs> But there, she, but I saw, I saw a thing where she was talking on something, and she was saying that she loves Trek fans because Trek fans are always so nice to her, and oh. they're like, "I uh, saw you on Star Trek, and that makes you awesome." And that's so awesome. that's cool. She's very, very sweet to the fans. That's so nice. Good for her. That's good. To that's hear. it. We just yeah. did that at fucking episode. <laughs> I, I think it's completely up to Fuck us whether that we can do that episode or not. Let's skip it. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just skip it. <laughs> okay. That's fine Unless there's some reason why, because, okay, so there, there's a fairly big gap between when we release this and then when we start on the next one. Yeah. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. If you want us to do this episode, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. Or on the Facebook group, Star Trek stuff, or on our Instagram. Star Trek stuff podcast. Yeah. We just did the, <laughs> that episode, like, uh-huh. in... in a few minutes. So if for some reason you want us to go through the whole thing, we'll we will. do it. We'll do you it. You just got to let us know because we are skipping it otherwise. 
that sucks and we don't recommend it. No. Uh, <laughs> what do you recommend? What is your non-Trek recommendation for this episode? Um, I'm going to go with Doom Patrol. It's on HBO. I'm sorry. Um, but it is really, really intensely good. I was very pleasantly surprised at how interesting and um, emotionally mature. I'm really impressed with that show. That's straight up shocking. I Because uh, DC's entertainment output has mm-hmm. been pretty bad for mm-hmm. a long time. I would say this is definitely an exception. Okay, cool. The character development is amazing. The special effects are really good. Um, like I said, the writing is fantastic. It's got, well, it's got Alan Tudyk in it, which is a pretty good recommendation. Oh, um, that is. What, what's, he, what's his role? Who, he who is, is he on? He is the very bad guy. Oh, cool. He's okay. super evil. Oh, and when he did bad guy on Dollhouse, it was fucking yeah, incredible. Yeah. He was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he is. He's, he's really, I mean, anybody, basically anybody who's very, very funny is very, very scary as a bad guy. Shit, that's true. You know, like take Robin Williams. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, it's I'm having a hard time off the top of my head, but like you get a really good comic actor and have him do a really evil role. Oof, it's terrifying. If you're an audiobook listener, you can support the show by downloading The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Hear inspiring stories of heroism during Europe's darkest hour. That's The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. What's your non-Trek rec? My non-Trek recommendation comes with uh, some, some possibly good news for some people. It is a video game recommendation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people do not give a shit at all about video games. Sure. Totally fine. Totally fair. Uh, the, so the good news with this is that it is called Mass Effect Legendary Edition, mm-hmm. and it is three long role-playing games collected together in one game. So oh. this is all I'm going to play for a long time, and you will not get another video game recommendation <laughs> from me to waste your time. <laughs> So uh, I'll be wrapped up playing that. It's uh, cheap now. You can get it for PlayStation. So Mass Effect Legendary Edition is a sci-fi role-playing game. Awesome. A good role-playing game in a science fiction universe can be really, really rewarding. Totally. Really fun to play. Mm -hmm. And you're just sitting there going like, God, this story is actually pretty good. Awesome. Why am I watching Enterprise? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh no. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, do you have a band name? Horseskins, really, Tommy? Yeah. We're going to fuck the audience in the face every night, dude. I had three for this one. One of them, though, was oh, fuck. absolutely my favorite. Okay. So, there was Cyrus Ramsey. That's entirely a good band name. Yeah. I- Besides, he's an ortho. He's an oral surgeon in Fairfax, Virginia. And he's listening now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other one was Mauve Reptile. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought thought that was all right. But my favorite, but my actual (laughs) pick, my, 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 Uh oh, fuck, that's a band name. I got from Phlox's first scene Mm -hmm. where he's like, oh, sorry, I was feeding my leeches. So, Leech Feeder. Leech Feeder. Yes, that is a fantastic band name. Yeah, I love that. Definitely. I'm, uh, Definitely. I'm really into that band name. I think it's fucking great. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, Leech Feeder is my band name. Did you come up with a band name? Invisible Woman. Okay. It's not my greatest. <laughs> I'll take that from your silence. But, uh, you know. Okay. Um, all right. Well, because there's always Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. That's, like, that is a thing. But women often find themselves feeling invisible. And I thought that was a pretty good, like take on it i totally love the sentiment i just don't know if it claps as a band name <laughs> I, know. I don't think it claps as a band name but... <sighs> listen i'm not always on my game okay <sighs> oh man honestly i wasn't going to say cyrus ramsey because like i, I figured that uh-huh. you would pick cyrus ramsey I oh thought, <laughs> no i was like well we're gonna double up on this one but... <laughs> nope leech feeder is fucking beautiful because the best thing about that is that i can totally see the t the t-shirt and it's it's like this um sort of like a a print like almost in a tarot like the old tarot kind of uh uh, drawing style and it's this dude it's like an old like medieval dude like spreading you know uh food onto a muddy field (laughs) oh weird okay cool He's leech feeding. There's a lot of uh, like stoner metal bands will use sort of that old tarot looking art style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, leech feeder in like a font that's. Yeah. All right, all right. We're gonna start <laughs> leech feeder. Just kidding. All of you, Sounds go good. start leech feeder. Um, and let us know when you start leech feeder and send us a link to your demo. We are Star Trek yes. stuff at gmail dot com. So. We're going to skip the next one unless y'all really want to hear it. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah. We are Star Trek Stuff at gmail.com. Instagram is Star Trek Stuff Podcast, all one word. Or hit me up on Twitter at Bag of Lasers. Our Facebook group is Star Trek Stuff Podcast. And we're, we're on um, Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, and we're on SoundCloud, and we're on Apple. At least. So make sure at least make sure you leave us a review wherever you mm-hmm. listen to podcasts. iTunes it's especially mm-hmm. helpful, but absolutely anywhere. We super appreciate your reviews. They are crucial mm-hmm. to helping us out. Mm-hmm. If you're into audiobooks, check out the Holocaust Saviors or the Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders. Both of those help the show out mm-hmm. and are available on Audible. So we have a Patreon page. Um, you can do three dollars a month and become a Porthos Petter. Or you can do $5 a month and be a Porthos feeder. Everybody wants to give Porthos treats. Patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. If you are a Porthos feeder, you get a free mask. We are still in mm-hmm. COVID times as it is. And hopefully, look, hopefully going forward during flu season when you've been around people that are sick. Yeah. You'll start yeah. wearing masks. They've been doing this for years in Southeast Asia uh, and, mm-hmm. and in China. Mm-hmm. So... It, it yeah. does really help stop spreading the flu and the cold so much, you know? Basically, it's, uh, you know, just common courtesy. If you're sick and you still have to go out and be around people, wear a mask. I would do that. I should have been doing that, you know? Yeah, we probably all should have been doing that for a while. Because it's like, well, the <laughs> flu kills herpa derpa. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so maybe Why don't we, we should, do something about it? <laughs> maybe we should take preventative measures during flu season then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> All right. Get you a free mask if you become a Porthos feeder at the $5 a month level. All you got to do is email us. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Let us know your address. Mm-hmm. It will show up yep. in the mail. I wish we could just automatically have your shit and send it, but like, we don't want to collect your info. <laughs> right. Now. Let the big no, you creepy gotta... companies do that. We yeah. are entirely listener supported. We have no corporate yep. ads, none of that shit. We do everything yep. ourselves. Please support us at patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. If you uh, have a business or an event or a charity that you'd like to um, have us promote, we can also do that. We'll be happy to do that. We both have, you know, Adam has a great radio voice, and we'd love to help you out. Which we can do at PayPal, paypal.com slash Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. Send us a donation. Let us know what you would like to amplify. Because if you're a listener, that's totally different from your some company, you know, corporate yes. thing or whatever, looking for a sponsorship. If you are a listener, we want to connect other listeners to whatever it is that you've got going on that you want to share. Mm-hmm. So just send yes, us a donation, exactly. drop us a link, whatever. Let us know what you'd like to amplify. Mm-hmm. That's when you make a donation at paypal.com slash Star Trek stuff. So I think that's all. I think that's all this shit, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Peace and long life. door bar i was at this bar we were outside and uh these cops come up well this lady comes up and she's like hey uh this homeless guy just harassed me um uh, can i use your phone to call the cops and we're like okay and because you know he's like apparently threatened her or something yeah and all these cops show up surround the guy and there's this guy in the group that we're with he's like you know a little bit older or whatever he's just in there mm-hmm. like i can't imagine what those cops are going through Oh my God! What? <laughs> what the cops are? They're heavily armed and surrounding like one person who is unarmed and yeah. insane. Uh, okay. Maybe you should feel bad for the person who like Who's homeless and yeah, and has maybe. mental illness and can't take care of themselves. Maybe that's where your compassion should be. Yeah. Ugh. Not very Star Trek of you, dude. No shit. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. It's very weird. It's like As a friend a, of a friend, older guy, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, pal. Uh-huh. Whatever, dude. And then in Discovery, it's like this gigantic chasm. Right. That was the weirdest thing. <laughs> My brain, like, screeched to a halt that they were like, all right, here's where turbo lifts go. And it's just like this giant right. chasm yeah. that, where they fly around everywhere. And so I'm like, where yeah. would this even be? Yeah. It, it would make more sense to have the turbo lifts leave the ship uh-huh. and then fly around the ship to a different part of the ship and then let you off yeah. than having some like huge um, cavernous room void where <laughs> yeah <laughs> where the, the where the turbo lifts run and frolic yeah and, and uh, I, I, okay I, I couldn't make any sense out of that that was one thing that i was just like wait wait what yeah that would that kind of bothered me too i was like what the fuck <laughs> uh, strange. why yeah well it was yeah. it's also like the the um uh the beaming scotty into the the uh, Kelvin timeline, the ship in that one where it's like this enormous beer factory or something. And he's like, 
you know, being shot through tubes of water into all right. 50 different places. That just, what? What? <laughs> JJ just wanted another chase scene. I guess so. Just wanted another, like, zip, 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 zoom action scene. Right. Uh, anyway, I don't so. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. One of them, uh, in their, their IMDb pictures, like, he uh-huh. has some kind of Twin Peaks, like the new Twin Peaks or whatever credit. Okay. And it's just a picture of Kyle McLaughlin. What? Yeah. It's That's it's weird. not this actor. It's just like yeah, Twin Peaks. Y'all y'all know the, <laughs> the, the Twin Peaks? It's just a picture of Kyle McLaughlin. Like a shot from the newer Twin Peaks, I think. And I'm just And like, that's on his IMDP page? Yeah, he has like three or four pictures. There's not a lot there. Yeah. Um uh his name But is, one of them is just Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. What I think his name is Rick Sarabia. Sarabia. Okay. I'm not sure how he pronounces it, but maybe that's the best they could do. Like he's in the ep- he's in this show, but like he never actually appears on camera. So we're just gonna acknowledge that it's Twin Peaks and put a picture of Kyle MacLachlan there. I think so. I think that's that's what so weird. It's really okay. funny. Okay. Yeah. 